Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, this morning we are looking to start our week with some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms, and we're looking at Psalm 138 and 139 today. And we'll also be finishing off Ecclesiastes. And uh, I think today you're definitely going to get some wisdom and some encouragement. Psalm 139 deals with a both encouraging thought and frightening thought. And that is the reality that God has perfect knowledge of all of your thoughts and actions and it's all an open book to him sometimes i'll hear people uh, they'll, they'll be like well god knows my heart and i'm like that's a terrifying thought right we can hide nothing from him and so when we go into moments of prayer and uh moments of repentance and uh, those types of things we need to be as open and honest with God as possible because he already knows all of those things so you might as well just have a conversation with him about it right I'm going to read you a little bit of commentary from Matthew Henry here in just a minute so let's read Psalm 138 which is only eight verses They won't read Psalm 139. I'll give you the commentary. And then we'll wrap it up with Ecclesiastes chapter 10, which ends with an interesting thought. So open up your hearts. And let's begin. Psalm 138. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. In the day when I cried, thou answered me and strengthened me with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thy own hands. Psalm 138 O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandst my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. 
Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from my spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, and thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet they were none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. And when I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men! For they speak against thee wickedly, and thy enemies they take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am I not grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. All right, let's talk about Psalm 139 for a few minutes, shall we? First off, probably some famous verses, right, that you've heard over and over and over. Surely we've all heard uh, the truth that no matter where I go, I cannot flee from God, right? Whether shall I go from thy spirit, David says, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? Like, how can I possibly get away from those things? If I ascend up into heaven, he's there, right? If I make my bed in hell, even there, behold, God is, right? If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. There is no you cannot it's impossible to to be out to be somewhere where god isn't if that makes sense he's with us always regardless and then david does says something that to me like i said to if if i am to be completely honest is a can at times be a terrifying thought but maybe we should all pray this. 
every day. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. David's saying, take a look at me. Examine me. And if, and if there is something going on there, lead me in the right direction. Often, sometimes I get frustrated with prayers, right? It's like, have any of you ever gotten to a place where you're like, why bother praying? Right? God's going to do what he wants to do anyway. Um, I've got this long history where I've been praying for this or that and this and, and you know, years have gone by and nothing's happened. I was thinking about the about that thought the other day, I believe yesterday while I was out running. And I keep coming back to this point, which is that prayer is so that we will seek God and align ourselves with His will. But we've kind of grown up in this weird Christian uh, self-help, your best life now type of mentality, and it's creeped in even into the most even the more conservative of, of Christian churches, it's still trickled in there a little bit. And we we think that we still have this thing in the back of our minds sometimes that, you know, that God's just trying to make us happy. I don't know where I'm going with that other than to say, maybe we need to have an attitude like David here. Where he's he's saying, search me, show me where I'm wrong, and then lead me in the right direction. Maybe we get on our knees to seek a relationship with God and to align ourselves with his will. Rather than trying to get God on board with our will. Here's Matthew Henry's commentary on those first six verses. He says, God has perfect knowledge of us. And all of our thoughts and actions are open before him. It is more profitable to meditate on divine truths, applying them to our own cases with hearts lifted to God in prayer than with a curious or disputing frame of mind. That God knows all things is omniscient that he is everywhere, is omnipresence, are truths acknowledged by all, yet they are seldom rightly believed by mankind. Just a side note, you know, what Matthew Henry is getting at is he's like, everyone will admit that, that God knows all things, that he's omniscient, that he's omnipresent, that he's everywhere. Like we would agree intellectually that these are true, but then we don't seem to actually believe it. Right. Continuing on, God takes strict notice of every step we take, every right step, and every by step. He knows what rule we walk by and what end we walk toward, what company we walk with. When I am withdrawn from all company, thou knowest what I have in my heart. There is not a vain word, not a good word, but thou knowest from what thought it came. 
and what design it was uttered. Wherever we are, we are under the eye and the hand of God. We cannot by searching find how God searches us out, nor do we know how we are known. Such thoughts should restrain us from sin. Did you catch that last part? Matthew Henry saying, you know what, in light of this reality, that no matter where we are, no matter what time of day it is, God's there and he sees everything and knows the intent of the heart and every thought. And that should cause us to be more restrained when it comes to sin. Lord, help us all. Let's read Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And just find out what the conclusion of the whole matter is. Out of all the uh, uh, chapters here in Ecclesiastes, actually it's 11 and 12. We're reading both of those today. Because they're very short. 11 is only 10 verses, and then 12 is 14 verses. Uh, but this last one is my favorite. And because of the last two verses. Open up your hearts. Let's get some wisdom. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give it portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth, and if the tree fall towards the south or towards the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not, what is the way of the Spirit? Nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child? Even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thy hand, for thou knowest not whither shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Truly the light is sweet, and a pleasant thing is for the eyes to behold the sun. But if a man live many years and rejoices in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. All that cometh is vanity." Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thy heart, and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou, that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from thy heart, and put away evil from thy flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity." So that's, that's Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Hmm. Essentially he's saying, you know what? Enjoy the days that are good because many are the days that are not so good. And the goofing off you do while you're young, uh, that'll eventually be brought into judgment. And those of us who are you know, middle-aged or older, we remember, right? We made some bad decisions 
when we were younger. We paid the price, sometimes for decades, right? And Solomon's conclusion about that is, you know what? The childhood and the youth, it's vanity. Fourteen verses here. Let's wrap up Ecclesiastes. Chapter 12. Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun, or the light, or the moon, or the stars, but not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look out of the window be darkened. And the doors shall be shut in the streets, and when the sound of the grinding is low, and shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of Musick shall be brought low. Also when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and the fears shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home. And the mourners go about the streets. Wherever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Vanities of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed, and sought out, and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. The words of the wise are as goads and nails fastened by the master of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And further, by these, my son, be admonished. Of making many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Interesting ending, huh? Do you think it's by pure accident that the way everything kind of fell in line today, where we talked about how God knows our every thoughts, our every intent, our every heart, and then it just so happens we're ending Ecclesiastes chapter 12 today, and what is the ending thought? The very last verse is, For God shall bring every word into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Solomon, he even, he even talks about all the study that he's done. Right, to obtain knowledge, he's like, you know what I've discovered about it? 
He says, Of making many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. He's saying, trying to obtain knowledge, trying to accomplish all these things. We've got all these things that we want to do, and we think it's going to bring us joy. And he's like, at the end of the day, it's all worthless. Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher, it's all vanity. He's like, I've got one conclusion. I've lived this long life. I'm the wisest man that ever lived. Here's my conclusion about life. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, he says. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the duty of man. I hope you've been blessed this morning. I hope you've been strengthened and encouraged by the truth of God's word. Thank you for listening. Thank you for praying. And thank you to those of you who support this mission of truth. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.